0: Episode 1 is brought to you by the author of You Don't Need to Starve, There's Raw Sewage Everywhere. A book crammed full of original recipes for those struggling to buy actual food. Disclaimer, the author will not be held responsible for any adverse reactions from the recipes. They are purely hypothetical alternatives for when you're deciding between freezing and starving.
1: Monsoon Jackson, Series Three, Episode One, Host.
0: The Cluner family became a saying for Monsoon. Their murder by a rich family who'd escaped justice because, well, they're rich, had never stopped irritating him. So when Monsoon used the phrase "Cluner family, it meant an injustice, a betrayal, something he would fight until he won, no matter how much it was worth it. The moment he said it, Sicario knew how seriously he took the kidnap of Priva. That didn't surprise him. Still, it was nice to hear. At the time, they didn't yet know who had. All they knew was that the kidnappers, their employees, and anyone else who looked funny at them would be the subject of their vengeance. It also meant they had to abandon their own lives and dedicate themselves to finding her. Fortunately, the sacrifice wasn't great. I mean, what else does one do after the destruction of the Taurus Empire? But whatever they were in agreement, whatever it took, they would rescue Priva. Partly because it was the right thing to do. Partly because they didn't really know what else to do. Everyone was dead. Except the heroes, of course. The heroes always survive. Because sequels, merchandise, TV spin-offs, more merchandise, pay-to-play games, some... Poor choices around the branding on food that turns out to be unfit for human consumption and or owned by racists, revelations about those involved that turned them from idols to rectals in one headline. And even that somehow made money. This was different from other acceptable things naturally, like those fast food restaurants which, when earth was still a thing, had to kill so many animals to keep up with demand and didn't have time to worry about how the animals suffered. And that was fine, because their customers didn't care either. And, come on, why should you care about how an animal spent its one existence in suffering, pain, and fear? Because damn, that meat you rammed into your face was cheap and tasty. When the zombie invasion comes, don't get all moral, outraged, and judgy then. Because damn, that meat they ram into their faces is cheap and tasty and more merchandise. Monsoon Jackson stood in the burning remnants of a once garish mansion. The fire on the mounds of bodies gave an almost gothic feel to what had been an epic showdown. It had taken them years, but they'd finally tracked down previous kidnappers. A huge syndicate who had, perhaps not unreasonably, taken against Sicario for killing a large number of their employees. Despite what the movies told you, it was a pain in the ass recruiting new henchmen. Advertising, interviews, benefits package, pension plans, indeed most large criminal organizations had come to regret modeling themselves on big business. It had been so much easier when you just turned up, did the crime and split the proceeds. There was even talk of organizing a Christmas party this year because it would be good for morale crying out loud. Sicario stood behind him, eyes still darting around the place for that one final you think they're dead when they're not actually dead because you decided to save one round and not shoot them in the head despite having literally fired hundreds of rounds from a handgun which, at best, holds 14 rounds. Oh, and you never reloaded, which just feels like lazy directing. And so, they managed to pull themselves up and shoot you. Kind of event.
2: They're dead, Dave. Everybody's dead. They're all dead, Dave. Everybody's dead, Dave. Wait. Are you
1: trying to tell me everybody's dead?
0: Monsoon turned his head and smiled as Sicario morphed into a raging torrent of water.
2: Oh, not this again.
0: Monsoon woke with a start, fleeing to the bathroom. He was not enjoying the whole getting older journey. Still it was always better than the alternative. Before humans utterly ruined Earth, mainly due to the breathtaking arrogance of those who would shout about how the upcoming disaster was all made up and the pollution, non-renewable products, and needing to only care about the right now in a thinly veiled disguise of vaguely understanding how the rest lived, it was already clear things weren't going well. It was indeed fortunate the wealthier countries had put policies in place to ensure the poorer and war-torn countries would die in their droves. Not just that but making billions by sending them weapons to make damn sure they died. And woe betide anyone who survived and tried to flee to safety. Bloody terrorists coming over here, trying to live in a country where the risk of being shot wasn't a daily occurrence. They should go home and die from the weapons we sold their enemies, because too many are just too thick to understand responsibility and empathy. Hatred towards those we betrayed is for the simple and therefore easy to sell. Anyway, how dare these people just want to live? Bring up their families, enjoy living, make memories, smile? How bloody dare they? Give me a flag. I need to nail another one to the fascist-filled bookcase. But not just that. The problem was, a lot of rich, corrupt, thick people had unsurprisingly been given all the power. It seemed a majority were very much in favour of people burning to death in poorly maintained flats and, for those who survived, telling them that they had to pay to make where they lived safe. Nothing to do with the building company who, by a massive coincidence, were donating money to the very people telling the survivors that. Or illegally deporting people back to countries they've never been to because racists are so breathtakingly stupid. They will argue those people need to go back to where they don't come from. Or, funneling money meant to help the majority, to a few friends and family. Indeed, it was an incredible investment opportunity. Simply donate a mere few thousands to their party, and they will reward you with millions. And if you could sleep at night ignoring the screams of all those souls you sacrifice for greed, then all the better for you. You didn't even need to have a company who did or make the thing they are paying you for. I know, right? Being rich is amazing. And who cares how many die, as long as you enjoy it. But despite all this blatant corruption, people were still surprised when the Earth finally gave up and shut down. Fortunately, in the run-up to this, and primarily due to a few billionaires having incredibly small and non-functional genitalia, luxury space travel had become a thing. Billions that could have saved Earth were instead invested in leaving it. Not long after, other enterprising countries started to build the exact same spacecraft at the same quality for much less money. And so it was, some humans escaped the dying Earth. Not all of course, some of the non-rich managed to get away before Earth was quarantined and the rich paid the media to blame the poor for it all happening. But the whole travesty was like people dying in another country due to something your government did. You just don't need to think about it. That's why as humans spread out across the galaxy, it was informally agreed there was no need for any kind of memorial or remembrance day for those left behind. Some people tried. They even made placards and were seduced into clapping on a random day to alleviate their souls from actually having to do anything at all to help anyone. So, in not much time at all, Earth was, well, not forgotten, just not talked about in polite company. Similar to when a famous person was charged with horrific crimes, and you had to stop mentioning that you liked them in that film or that song. And then panic sets in about what positive thing you might have said about them years ago on your social media feeds. (coughs) Monsoon returned from the bathroom and collapsed down onto the still-warm bed. The sheets had that feel when you knew it was time to wash them, but you could also definitely leave it another couple of days. They weren't that sticky after all. He looked over at his arm console, which was blinking. Night mode was still active, so the message arriving hadn't been accompanied by the default sound the sound most people revert to after becoming incredibly bored trying all the novel alternative sounds which you always tired of. The message was from S. It was obviously from Sicario, but he insisted on not using his name in communications. The first letter was fine though, apparently. Why not just use a random name if you want to be secretive? Like in those old detective novels, going to all that effort to get away with the crime while just not managing to avoid having your real initials stitched into your handkerchief that you inexplicably dropped at the crime scene. The only saving grace being that someone else had the same initials as you, so that gave you time to get away. Except you didn't. And you went along to the all hands meeting in the drawing room where some clever dick explained in exhausting detail how they worked out who did it. You even kicked yourself because you knew they were a famous detective and they were quite old and feeble. And yet, at no point previously did you just kill them. It would have been so easy. Vintage murderers were idiots. The message from S read Come now, I have a
1: lead, and no, before you say it, a solid lead. And don't raise your eyebrows at me, the last lead was not entirely my fault. How could I have known Secret Squirrel was a cartoon? That show was a long time ago, even if it is still streaming daily on any of the channels you subscribe to. So, shut up and get here.
0: Monsoon swiped left to clear the message. He smiled at how well Sicario had come to know him. It was nice to have a friend after all these years, even if that friend spent most of their time telling you not to be. Well, not to be that guy. He liked being that guy. It got results. Monsoon checked the charge on his legs. It had been a while and inevitably the batteries were starting to fade. Not because they had to, the whole terrible battery issue was fixed years ago. It was just that companies wouldn't use them. Otherwise, where was the incentive to refresh and upgrade? The lights flickered between orange and green. That was good enough for now. Monsoon opened the wardrobe and spent longer than was necessary at the two outfits he had left that weren't torn or had to be incinerated due to having other people's blood splattered on them. Yes, of course, he could have just washed the clothes, but it was never the same. The clothes brought back the memories, fairly frequently, of decisions Monsoon made that perhaps, not in the heat of battle, would have seemed overly aggressive and needless. But he was damned if a piece of clothing was going to tell him he was wrong. So, he burnt them. He slipped the Mary Janes into their concealed holsters, not just under the clothing, but from detection. The material used in the holsters was military-grade. Of course it was. It was strictly controlled and extremely expensive. And yet somehow, Carla had the material and the craft to make the holsters. It was her thank you to Monsoon, and as now owner of the exceptionally suspect Emporium of Wonder, would not be the last time Monsoon would ask her to thank him. Monsoon slid his fingers across the arm console and scanned through all the surveillance footage outside his place of rest. It wasn't a home, just a place to be. The algorithms reported nothing of concern. However, his paranoia told him something was off. He fought the urge to be paranoid. With that, Monsoon stepped out into the corridor. He then immediately froze. A point to paranoia. Several red dots appeared on his chest and face. Not that laser sighting was a thing anymore. There were much more sophisticated ways to aim these days. Still, there was nothing like a red dot to make you focus. Monsoon didn't move. Another two dots appeared on his chest. He looked down.
2: How are you holding that many weapons?
0: Sicario whispered back. Do you really want to know? Monsoon thought about it for a moment and shook his head. I mean the sixth weapon really does require some clinching. I can show you if you like. Monsoon peered into the darkness. He was definitely there and yet damned if he could see him.
2: I'm fully prepared to shoot myself before that happens.
0: The red dots vanished and Sicario moved out of the shadows in literally the one place Monsoon had been convinced he couldn't have been hiding. Sicario could see the cogs turning. I know, right? I'm that good. Sicario shrugged to settle his coat into position and pulled it shut. Underneath, it looked like he'd been magnetized and fallen into a scrapyard. It shouldn't be possible to carry that many weapons without falling over. Yet, he still moved with grace. This annoyed Monsoon.
1: It still annoys you, doesn't it? No. And yet you didn't ask what, so I will correctly assume it does. Right, let's talk today's to-do list. Only one item. Get hold of this device.
2: How did you get past...
0: Monsoon waved his hands around at the mass of security features. Sicario stared blankly back at him. This caused Monsoon to wave his hands around more fervently and deploy pointing just in case. All this... Sicario tapped his finger to his nose and nodded in an infuriatingly knowing way while smiling at Monsoon.
2: And I thought Carla was being rude when she described you.
0: Sicario turned about and walked towards the lift. This building was packed with retrospective and vintage features, or at least this was the way to brand cheap these days. He pushed the button. It was a clunking age, but eventually the lift arrived. It appeared to open with an annoyingly pleasing sigh. They both stepped inside, and Monsoon pushed the L1 button. He idly looked up at the ceiling, noticing the Muzak speaker had a hole in it. He looked over at Sicario, who just shrugged. They're
2: not going to keep repairing it, you know.
0: That's my hope. <coughs> The lift opened in the first basement. This was the parking zone for the less financially able guests, and therefore was poorly maintained and secured. Monsoon stepped over to their vehicle. There was a fried corpse slumped next to the driver's door. Monsoon kicked it away so he could open the door, but instead of touching the finger pad, he pressed a button hidden inside the recess of the roof. This was not a standard option. Just something Sicario had thrown together when bored one afternoon.
2: I still think we should reduce the electric shock wired into the finger pad. I mean, I say shock. It's basically shake and bake. This is a rental. Anyone can steal a rental. And you want to pay the rental
1: place for when it gets stolen. You know, when they'll claim this vehicle is valued at the same price as an
2: entire planet. Even so, if it wasn't for the robo-vacuum, this floor would look like a morgue. I'm, I'm just suggesting we consider a non-lethal
0: option. Sicario started to laugh. The laugh grew as he found himself unable to stop. He was actually crying from his laughter. Get in the car. Monsoon started the vehicle up and violently swung the vehicle round to the exit. It screeched in pain as a car that had received minimal maintenance despite the rentee being charged for it. Non-lethal. You actually said those words. You! Shut up! It screeched out of the car park, leaving tracks in its wake. This vehicle had wheels on it. While for a long time people had got all over-excited about hover technology, like everything else they soon tired of the outrageous repair costs. Not to mention the hover pads sometimes failing whilst your vehicle was moving. There is something to stir the soul when your dash to another business meeting you're late for suddenly found you plummeting towards the ground at 100 miles an hour. There was also something final about it. Sicario wiped the tears from his eyes and pulled a hand-drawn paper map from inside his jacket. Monsoon always admired that Sicario could keep track of which pocket contained what. Given most were weapons, always finding his lunch or that pen you thought you mislaid took some real skill. Also, that was your pen, and you should give it back. Monsoon glanced over, raised his eyebrows, and sighed. Yes, we are using
1: this. No, we're not using hollow maps. I know they're offered for free as long as you can stand the map disappearing every five minutes for four minutes of advertising. But it's more to do with the company harvesting and reselling the data to whoever wants it. Why do you think I only use
2: Priva for health checkups? She's less likely to laugh at your medical issues.
0: Sicario said nothing, but aggressively shook the map out and intently studied the lines and writing. Leaving it out under daylight light had really
1: helped fade out the blood splatter. We should head to the Pleasure District, try and interview a few people before they get busy in the evening, find out more about who's selling the device and where to find them. Why would they speak to us? Given your total lack of charisma, I was going with money. And if that doesn't work? Then we go in blind and grab it. That way we keep the money as well.
2: Great. I admire how much time we spend planning these things only to default to type. Sicario carefully folded
0: the map and returned it to safety. He pulled out a small, wrapped object and gently pulled both ends so it slowly unfurled. Monsoon looked over. That's my pillow chocolate! Presumably on purpose, Sicario carefully and slowly allowed the treat to unwrap itself. Monsoon made a grab for it, but was too slow. Do that again and I will
1: shoot you. Proper shoot you. You threw yours in the bin complaining about empty capitalist gestures designed to provide a false illusion to opulence for a hotel room that was, at best, one layer of dust and sticky carpet away from demolition.
0: Monsoon looked over.
2: Doesn't sound like me.
1: What, the use of big words? The one you hope no one asks you to explain
0: as you have no actual idea what they mean? Monsoon smiled and then braked harder than was necessary. The sweet launched itself from the wrapper, slapping into the console screen in front. The dirty, not-cleaned-in-ever screen. Sicario quickly took out another chocolate, smoothly unwrapping it and smacking it into his mouth in one fluid motion. He looked over at Monsoon and beamed at him. Monsoon looked back and then at the console attached suite.
2: That was my one, wasn't it?
1: With thanks to everyone who brought this to life. Heather Dent Cowan for supporting me always. The series was voiced by Paul Litchfield as the narrator, Jeremy Lim as Monsoon Jackson and Duyeb as Sicario, Rosie Holt as Eva, Alison Ward as Carla, Amanda Redman as Priva and The Adverts, Toby Hadoke as The Credits and Tom Austin Morgan for editing this together. Written by Andy Case. Soundtrack by Andy Case.
3: For Leitmotif Productions Limited. Copyright 2023.